You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, the launch of the presidential employment stimulus last week marks a fundamental shift in government's approach to tackling unemployment. As the president reminded us in his weekly missive yesterday, the government is undertaking a far-reaching and very ambitious public investment in human capital, with the state as both a creator and an enabler of jobs. Uh, the presidential employment stimulus is unprecedented in its scale and breadth. It involves public investment of 100 billion rand over the next three years. To talk about this, I'm I'm joined by Dr. Tashmir Ismail Seville, CEO of the Youth Employment Services, and Mamocheti Malopiane, Labour Analyst and founder of Creative Voodoo Consulting. Tash, um, the I suppose when you look at this, the knee-jerk response is to say um, we need less of of government in the labour market. We want the government to be uh, an enabler of the right environment and cr- to create the conducive conditions for uh, the market and for the private sector to create new businesses that in turn create jobs. But these are highly extraordinary times and the President did invoke the New Deal of the 1930s in, in his email. What do you make of this approach? If we look at these um sectors that that some of these jobs are in. I mean, this idea of basic education to recruit 300,000 young people. Uh, What's exciting uh, about the types of jobs? So, so yes, you want the private sector to make jobs. Those are going to be more sustainable. But when you've got a crisis of the proportions that we have, I mean, we know youth unemployment was over 55% before COVID, with 2.2 2.2 million job losses, the NIDSCRAM survey saying 2.8 million, uh, many of these being youth jobs. You need some kind of structured plan to just get people back into work. Uh, and, and when the jobs are, like I've described, in, in basic education, and you can get support in no-fee schools for teachers with really, really large classrooms, these jobs are not just getting incomes into, you know, how at community level where they have a big multiplier effect. But it's also going to have a systemic impact on, on outcomes at these schools. So, so when the government, the job government plans to, to spend on have these double whammy effects, um, you, you know, you, you can be a lot more hopeful um, about the sustainability because of the longer-term outcomes that they'd have or impacts that they'd have. Mm. Uh, Mama Kheti, uh, what is the policy at its heart? Well, the policy is such that um, the government hopes that with this stimulus package, um, the private sector will kind of like get going. It will kickstart the engine of the private sector to create uh, what the president called employment opportunity or almost 800 employment opportunity. But of course, in reality, the the policy mechanisms meant to deal with the causal effect of COVID unemployment and the long enduring structural challenges that has led to an economy that stagnated and was in recession has not been sufficient. I say this, Michael, because we have noticed that um, even the mechanisms that were put in place, so to speak, to 
be able to get, for example, to get people back to work once the levels were went down. I mean, the levels were east, east, east out. It still has not been able to contain um, the job losses that are happening at smaller companies, at medium companies. And for me, these are the companies that are crucial to the economy. And somehow, within all this uh, stimulus, um, with, with the stimulus package, I do not see focus on small and medium businesses that are, by the way, in the South African context, creators of jobs more than uh, multinational and big companies. And that is the big question in all of this as well. Um, and it, it seems to be um, counter-cyclical in, in that uh, what the plan is hoping to do is to provide a, a temporary measure now while the private sector is laying off people and is looking to shore up their own balance sheets and then gradually for that to rebalance and phase out. Um, uh, we we lost you for a second there, Tash, your, your line dropped off. I just want to come back to um, the, the big question around funding because we don't have unfortunately an awful lot of time tonight and the big question is whether the plan sponsor inside the presidency will be able to secure the funding for this plan from Treasury over the medium term? Yeah, you know, this, the, we imagine that there will have to be a partnership with the private sector in terms of funding this. One of the benefits of the South African market is deep capital pockets. Uh, I think if, if you can convince the private sector uh, on the execution capability of that funding, uh, that's going to be critical to be able to support where the money comes from, is to really show that you have partnerships in place that will allow for the execution. We fall apart on execution every time, Michael. Um, so, mm. you know, people will be willing to assist on this, seeing the, the impact of, of the, the jobs carnage in, in market. Um, but again, with terms and conditions attached. Now, we... And, and exactly, Tash, where you have expertise as well through the Youth Employment Service is in the establishment of hubs. And if you look at, and back to your earlier point about where you're going to see the multipliers and the impact in this spend, the provision of high-quality early childhood development centres should be seen by the state as an opportunity that employers and job seekers uh, find each other. And, and one way that could be achieved is through the establishment of hubs, of physical centres where you can have skills training, where you can have employment services, you have that entrepreneurial support service. Uh, is that the kind of thinking that you see coming through in this plan? Unfortunately, we haven't seen much detail on how this would be executed or the types of partnerships. But absolutely, in our experience with these hubs, so many, particularly young women, are locked out of training opportunities to be able to skill themselves up in delivering these jobs because it requires high fees to get uh, to these places of training. You've got to take taxis. We know what gender violence is like. Every time you get on a taxi to travel somewhere and you're coming back at night, there's a safety factor. So by creating access to infrastructure, technology, and training in communities through satellite hubs, um, you know, you make, you make these opportunities a lot more accessible to youth, uh, youth in market. And we've got to drop uh, the fees on these, we've got to say these are not three-year long programs with heavy administration. Let's play with more digital learning, with micro-credentials, with training people through storytelling. Let's get more interactive and, and smart about the way we drive uh, training for people to be able to enter these jobs. And, and you know, the, the jobs that we're talking about 
is so important to get people trained up for these social jobs in communities because there's such a desperate need to improve health, uh, education outcomes, ECD mm. you've mentioned, but even urban agri to drive better nutrition at household level. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunities where, where state-driven jobs can have this sort of impact. And what it, it really excites me, actually, I'm almost at a loss for words, because... Uh, the knee-jerk response is to say, no, government shouldn't be doing this. It should be standing uh, aside. But there are great examples, international examples, of where this kind of policy has been hugely effective and successful. And as you say, to your earlier points, we need a, a state interventional mechanism to help create uh, that, uh, that work experience that all the research, the Harambe research shows, uh, once someone has had that experience, they remain far stickier in the job market, look forward to unpacking this further with Dr. Kate Phillip. She was one of the key policy drivers inside TIPS and uh, Rudy Dix uh, inside the presidency who's also going to be responsible for implementation and execution. Thank you very much Dr. Tashmir Ismail Seville, CEO of the Youth Employment Services and Mama Kheti Malapiani, Labour Analyst and uh, founder of Creative Voodoo Consulting.